Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on this cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you certainly now look at that guy, homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cap Morris. Man, I got a lot of shit to fucking get into. I've been putting this motherfucker off um, last weekend, fucking weekend before some shit. Watch the AEW show with Shaheen and Boxman over there on the THT thing. Um, I think we got bounced off of YouTube. I, I'm sure I had something to do with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got a little ruthless during the uh, Nyla Rose match, but... Uh, I mean, what can you do? I kind of call it like it is, and that's not even a kind of, I'm exaggerating there. Um, you know, it is what it is. We'll go into the AEW thing, because I'll give you, you know, a recap on how I felt about it, and the ups and downs, and all of that stuff. Um, man, uh, then I watched the TOS this past weekend. So many different things to get into. I'm not even really sure, 100%, uh, you know, what direction to start with. Um, I guess... Let's get into a little bit of the Moxley stuff to start with. Um, I was going to pull the sound clip, but it's such good shit, but it's just like effort, and then it won't even come through on the Facebook Live thing, so it's weird, you know? Uh, what's going on, Juan? So, um, Moxley did an interview with Jericho. 
Um, I don't even know if this is the right order to do things in because it came after the AEW. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, he did an interview with Jericho on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Um, and he exposed a lot of what was going on in the WWE. Um, anybody who's a wrestling fan at this point, I think you probably heard it. So for me to go over everything is kind of insane. Not looking to do that. Um, so basically some of the things that he really outlined was just the, the absurd things that were written. Um, the, the promos were scripted on a regular basis and it was just like, you know, uh, they're, they're telling you exactly what to say. I want you to say this corny shit and this corny shit and that's it. And then you had to go try to campaign for something to make you look not as much like an asshole. So he dealt with years of that, you know, look, I mean, he, he walked away with enough money to just be set. So as he said, he's grateful for it and this and that, but, um, it really opened your eyes to a lot of like, you know, if you look at guys and you're like, man, Roman's fucking corny on the mic. He just said, suffer and suck a tash and this and that. And, uh, you know, um, Paul's hit me up with some shit. Um, what the fuck are they talking about? I don't know. But, uh, so, uh, I don't know what the fuck Paul's telling me. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm watching the, the Facebook live. So if you send me a private message, I really can't see it because it's on a thing. I'm just seeing like a little preview. Um, so, but it's kind of wild. Like when, uh, Roman Reigns went out there and he's like suffering suck attach and I'm like this fucking guy it's not this fucking guy it's fucking Vince McMahon so when you look at that kind of shit like that's that's what you're looking at you're not looking at the creativity of Roman Reigns or John Moxley Dean Ambrose whatever the fuck you're looking at what Vince McMahon has decided that he feels is going to be entertaining uh which is which is wild you know um that's definitely not what we expected um a lot of us as uh, wrestling fans have continuously thought that this was the input of the wrestlers. The wrestlers were cutting this promo and that promo, and it's it's not that at all. Um, so it is kind of wild. He definitely opened a lot of eyes with that type of thing. And like I said, it, it, you got to go listen to the interview. It's, it's worth listening to for anyone who's a wrestling fan. Um, again, not, not too much more to get into um, that you haven't already heard. Yeah, everybody's covered it and everything else. Um, you know, the thing is, is, you know, with this podcast thing, it's one of many hobbies of mine. And a lot of people will shit on it and stuff. And, oh, you know, you just talk about shit. You don't even go to wrestling shows and this and that. Or, oh, you know, this, that. Uh, some people take shots. Oh, your podcast sucks. No listens on them. Call it what you want. This is one of many hobbies I have. Um, you see up here my puppets? You know, that's um that's another one of my hobbies. You know what I mean? Professional grade puppets, all of that type of thing. Uh I, I got fish, I got chickens, I got I grow pepper plants outside. I just saw the, the pepper god fucking Joe Cass up in the up in there listening. Um but yeah, like so I have a lot of hobbies, this just being one of them. And a lot of times I get really disgruntled towards it because as as a rule, like podcasters are just fucking goofballs. They're just like fucking nerds, like complete rejects from society like people that i don't want anything to do with there's a couple exceptions you know my boy shaheen over there and all of that but like so i say that because here's here's a great example i had outed that Stephen a guy a jerk off um he quit podcasting because of me and i'm proud of that because fuck him 
And, uh, well, his, his co-host, for a long time, I kept hearing, ah, Stephen A's a jerk-off. But, but his co-host, is he's a cool guy. Mike. Mike's been through a lot of things. Mike, uh, Mike had cancer. I heard Mike has 11 kids. Um, so then, like, a couple weeks ago, I had heard um, my boy Jeremy hit me up from uh, I Got You Five Stars. Uh, he hit me up, and he's like, yo, uh, that dude Mike, because uh, Jeremy had done some podcasts with him. He's doing, like, a ECW podcast. And he was going to be taken over for Stephen A when he quit because of me. Um, and I, I said from the start, like, this dude sounds like he's being held up by his shirt collar. He sounds like he's broadcasting from the inside of a locker. Like, this dude doesn't sound cool by any stretch of the imagination. So um, but then Jeremy's telling me he's got 11 kids and shit like this. And I'm doing the math. Like, yo, it, it cost me like 250 to bring my three kids out somewhere. Like, just, just walk into a Dave and Buster's or you know, bring them to Great Adventure or something. It, it costs like fucking like two fifty three bills just to bring the family somewhere. And I got three kids. So when you're talking about like this dude, 11 kids, I'm like, mm, sounds a little false. And I don't know how this dude doing like podcasts or buying wrestling merch or any kind of shit like that. Like if he's got that type of thing. So it is what it is. I'm like, you know, whatever. He's got to be neglecting his family at the very least. So then Jeremy tells me a couple of weeks ago, Oh, yo, it's it's fucked up. Um, one of his kids, because he's got some like grown kids, um, had I guess a miscarriage. Was supposed to like give birth and had a miscarriage. And look, my first response, I'm gonna tell you, fucking 100% straight up. I was like, good. It's like, oh, what the fuck, dude? Like, well, well, uh, come on, man. If there's a god, um. I don't think he needs you to spawn a football team just out of your household. You know what I mean? I just don't like if you legitimately have 11 kids and then your kids are having kids and like there's a miscarriage in there. That That's somebody saying like, yo, pump your brakes, motherfucker. We don't need that many people. There's like 7 billion people on the planet and you're trying to like make history in your fucking household. Like cut that shit out. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, hey, that sucks and everything. But in the same token, um, I, I can't be sorry for a motherfucker that doesn't know when to stop breeding. Like I you know, it's crazy. Like an unneutered, unspayed female cat, unneutered male, like they might fucking put out 11 kittens in two years or whatever. This, this fucking guy's on that type of shit. So I was on some fuck this guy shit anyway. Come to find out this motherfucker is lying about the whole shit, the cancer, the kids, the fucking everything. This dude is straight up lying about having cancer. This dude got Todd Gordon on his fucking show based on him having cancer. Like, he make-a-wish catfished fucking Todd Gordon. Dude was like, yo, like, um, you can get through cancer, man. I could do your podcast. Like, fuck, man. It's the least I could do. You you know, you're a survivor and this and that. And the motherfucker put him on the fucking... He went on his fucking podcast. He's got an interview with Todd Gordon because he had cancer, but he don't have fucking cancer. Like this fucking guy, like it's crazy because I'm about to say the like the balls of this guy, but he said he had testicular cancer and 11 kids. And like, come on, man. So yeah, fuck that guy. But this is why, like when I look at like, yo, I got to do a podcast, this and that. And then sometimes I'll just get in a fucking mood and just be like, fuck podcasting. Like I don't, I'm not one of these motherfuckers, man. I'm nowhere in the, like I'm an athlete. I'm a fucking guy who takes care of, of animals. Six days a week I work. I got three kids. I love my kids. I do, I do so many other things that like, 
as soon as I start thinking about like what podcasting is all about and the type of motherfuckers you find in the podcasting, I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, I don't need my fucking opinion out there like that. But I do like talking. And I do like uh, doing this. So every once in a while, I'll get that like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll go fucking say some shit. Um, so, yeah. And again, uh, you know, I'm so worlds apart from those type of motherfuckers. I feel like there's some of what I bring to the table needed in the podcast world. Whether people like to hear that shit or not, there's a lot of just fucking nerds with no personality and shit. So at least I inject something into this fucking podcast game, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, what the fuck? So fake Mike, uh, that shit's done. Uh, Moxley got that. All right, you know what? Let's go into the um, the the fucking AEW show. Uh, let me see. I uh, bring up the fucking the super professional stuff. I got to look it up. Um, all right. So this thing starts out. It's like a fucking five hour show. This definitely made me not want to watch wrestling for a long time, regardless of the. Um, uh, Shaheen's saying there's plenty of normal podcasts out there. There, there's there's some, but believe me, um, there's way more just disgusting bottom feeding fucking nerds than there are actual normal people doing podcasts. I mean, this fucking thing up here tells me that like I'm late to doing my podcast up on the blog talk thing over here. So I don't even know if this shit's recording. That's the type of podcaster I am. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I've been doing this shit for like eight years. So, um, is what it is. What's going on, Lou? Um, so AEW, uh, double or nothing. Starts out with the Casino Battle Royal. This was just a... I mean, it was supposed to be pretty much like the clusterfuck, the GCW clusterfuck. It, it was it was trash. I mean, to me, uh, it started off with this... Uh, see, like, I really hope that this fucking thing is recording. I mean, if not, I guess I could pull the audio off of this. But, like, I, it says, like, I'm on the fucking air. I don't fucking know. Um, so... It started out with this uh, clusterfuck thing, whatever. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing or whatever. Uh, a couple highlights. As far as Joey Janela, Joey Janela looks like absolute shit, as I expected. Um, okay, thanks, Shaheen. It's working through blog talk. Good. Because they, they just keep giving me fucking, like, I started, like, four minutes late, so it started giving me these messages like, oh, you're late for the podcast and shit. And then uh, once I actually got on there... It's still giving me these, like, hey, you should have started 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, but anyway, moving on. Um, Joey Janelle looks like absolute shit. I've been saying it for a long fucking time. He looks like trash. He's built like Lena Dunham. Um, and he's out there just looking crazy. And um, true to himself and what he's trying to portray, he goes out there, lights a fucking cigarette in the ring, gets the shit stapled to his head, and takes a bump out on his head on the outside. And that's, that's Joey Janela in a nutshell right now. Fucking smoking cigarettes and taking bumps on his head. So... That's that's what you could expect out of that fucking guy. It's crazy. Um, the, it, the window's closing on Joey Janela. Believe me. Jungle Boy's the new Joey Janela as far as what Joey was when I first saw him. Uh, he's got some charisma. Obviously needs to, to learn a little bit of, you know, mic work and, and that type of thing. And, and like the full persona. But he's fucking brand new in the business. He's got a fucking father who was a celebrity. What's up, John Gray? Uh, he's got a father that was a celebrity. And uh, so that'll take him somewhere. And then on top of that, like I said, he's he's fucking athletic. He gives a fuck about himself. He goes to the fucking gym. 
Uh, Janela thinks that this train wreck shit is cute. And uh, I mean, if you want to just go back and see how train wreck shit works out, you could go at a few and you, you're just going to look at obituaries for the most part. Cause that's, that's the people that really live that fucking life. You know, what's going on Russell. Um, so it is what it is. Like, I don't give a fuck about this dude. It is, you know, I mean, he could just keep looking like shit, but like when he suddenly doesn't have a job, I mean, it's, it's not going to surprise me. Um, he, you know, he's going at people online talking about the fucking six figures and this and that, like, you better let the checks clear. Fucking put in a year of work, you know. I mean, something. It, it's crazy. But uh, they're clearly not spotlighting him, at least as far as the first show goes. Um, he's getting the, uh, to jump ahead real quick, he's getting Mox's first match. But he's a stepping stone. I mean, he can go out there and he can impress. He can put on a fucking banger. And hopefully that'll, you know, steer him towards something. But in no way is he trying to fucking, uh, is he about to beat Mox so Mox goes ahead to end up fighting Omega. I mean, that's, that's definitely not the plan. I'm, I'm not in the fucking, uh, AEW offices, but you know, he's not beating fucking Mox. So super professional. Um, the straw works like shit. Um, my cold brew coffee. Um, what else happened? The guy with no legs is out there. I don't give a fuck who likes it. Who doesn't like it. Fuck the guy with no legs. Fuck half the torso that that dude is like that dude is, uh, He's a gimmick. He's just, again, just like I said with Marco's stunt, he's like a like a high-end Christmas decoration. You, you drive by that shit, you see him one or two times, and you go like, oh, look, that shit's cool. Look at it. Yo, you might even bring a friend by to go, hey, look at this shit. Yo, check this shit out. But after like a couple weeks of seeing that shit, you drive right by. You don't even turn your fucking head. It's just, it's, a, it's an attraction. It's not a long-term thing. To see guys like Depp and going in there fucking banging out with fucking Chris Dickinson. And then like a month later, like he's taking all this offense from this fucking guy with no legs. Like I, I, I can't buy it. I, I understand wrestling is not real and all of that shit, but like, give me something. Um, so then, uh, what else happened? Fucking MJF is in there. MJF's an absolute fucking star. No question about it. Um, yeah, I need a new fucking cup. Exactly. Um, Mayor broke the Starbucks one or some shit. So now I got this like great adventure fucking souvenir bottle and it makes like this crazy fucking crazy noise and you got to put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe this isn't selling my athleticism very well if I'm having a difficulty with this bottle, but it's flawed. It's flawed. I'm blaming the bottle 100% on this shit. Um, so yeah, what else? Um, Luchasaurus, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but I was kind of impressed by that dude. Um, he did some shit out there, and um, I I think he's all right. Um, the Orange Cassidy gimmick, a lot of people are saying Orange Cassidy and everything. Um, yeah, Shaheen, you having Starbucks cups that are brand new doesn't do a motherfucking thing for my coffee in my house. Unless you're going to mail them to me and shit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so... um. The, the, what do you call it? Um, what the fuck did I just say? The Orange Cassidy thing to me is getting a little tired. I mean, he's doing the, the hands in the pocket gimmick is dope. I, I always thought it was super, super talented. Similar to like when Darby Allen would do like the handcuff or fucking tape the hands shit. Um, you know, it, it was cool as fuck, man. Cause he's doing like dives to the outside. He's doing a lot of shit that really takes like tremendous amount of, um, you know, I mean, athleticism and precision because you'll, you'll fucking die. You're fucking hands in your pockets. You'll land on your head. 
Um, and the same shit with, you know, the, the duct tape fucking hands thing. Um, I don't think he's untalented by any stretch of the imagination, but just as far as like the, just the hands thing is uh, to me, it's getting, it's getting old, but, um, I am, you know, I'm highly critical what I would not consider to be a wrestling fan. Um, so take my opinion as it is because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, which I'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, Oh, yeah. Um, Hangman Page won this. He ended up winning with a fucking uh, crazy lariat on MJF. So that that was good. I like that lariat. I don't really know a whole lot about the dude. Again, I am not like the authority on wrestling by any stretch of the imagination. I just like giving my fucking opinion as I see it. So um, so that's that. That was the, uh, the thing there. Um, love the lariat. Uh, then next up, it was Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Um, I don't know shit about these guys. I saw, um, Sammy Guevara on the best of the best dude smiles way too much. This fucking, his gums show like far, far too much for my, um, my taste. Uh, Shaheen doesn't like motherfuckers that smile. Like this dude goes beyond smiling. It, it goes into like another realm where like the dude must be on like ecstasy or some shit smiling like that. It's fucking crazy. Um, yeah. So uh Yeah, I some like Shaheen, when you type that much in the thing, I got to hit like this over here to see more and then I might not hit it right and I might hit finish or some shit. It puts me in a dangerous situation with this thing because I'm not that talented with the uh social media you should notice. I may be on it, but I don't know about me being that tech savvy. I get like the last sentence and it says see more and I'm like, "Do I want to take that risk?" You know? Um so, yeah, uh, Sammy Guevara smiles too fucking much. He needs to uh, cut that shit out. Uh, that's all I got there. Uh, main show starts. I think the main show starts now. And it's uh, Daniels and Kazarian versus the Stronghearts. Well, it's Daniels, Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. What the fuck are they called? SoCal Uncensored. Um, I mean, a bunch of talented motherfuckers. Um, but uh, I, I just, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck about this. It was you know, a bunch of good wrestlers. And that's the theme of a lot of this show is just nothing was hooking me in. Um, we're watching it, you know, it, it's already going long because, you know, the, the pre-show has this long ass battle Royal and then it's got, um, the Sammy Guevara thing. And, um, and then like, so they did all these crazy high spots and flips and seven thirties or whatever the fuck. And now we're going to start the show where everybody else is going to do fucking seven thirties and moonsaults and Spanish flies. And so, you know, we go right into that. They win that match. Um, next up is, uh, Kylie Ray, which I think that was the one that's like, uh, she's like a Bailey. She's like a Bailey knockoff. Uh, Kylie Ray, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and awesome. Kong. Um, Nyla Rose looks crazy, man. I don't give a fuck. Um, she doesn't look good. Um, he doesn't look good, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I mean, looked like a definite dude, um, which, you know, isn't like a spoiler alert. We know, you know, what the real deal is. And it, there's not like an issue with that. Um, I, I'm good or whatever, but the, the overall image and the overall look, like I, I've seen pictures of Nyla Rose a couple of years ago and she was in way, way better shape. She looked like she was taking care of herself, fucking out there, like training, looking like she's trying to fucking get shit together. And now all of a sudden you're presenting yourself on a national television and you're looking crazy, looking crazy as fuck. 
um, I, I, I don't know what to tell you with that. You know what I mean? Um, Awesome Kong's out there looking like Awesome Kong. Uh, fucking Nyla Rose is not looking so awesome, you know? So, I mean, that, that was what it was. That match was nothing to me again. Um, it, it really took away. That's the other thing, too, is if you put another big bulky motherfucker out there with Awesome Kong, it takes away from Awesome Kong being Awesome Kong. Because what she was doing when she left off from the WWE was squashing bitches. So for her to come back in and then just kind of run into a wall right off the bat, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, <laughs> so as you was saying, she looks like a 2001 Zandig. Yeah, man. It just looked like, like a power lifter wearing a Pocahontas costume for Halloween. Yeah. I mean, like this shit looked crazy. Um, didn't make any fucking sense to me. Um, so, so that was that. Uh, next up was the best friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. This was good. Uh, a lot of back and forth action and shit like that. Um, but you know, it was what it was again. Like once you start off the show and guys are doing seven twenties or, or whatever the fuck, it, it's really tough. And Jack Evans, I don't know what the fuck's up with him, but, um, it, it just something, something's always been missing with that dude. He was like Teddy's sidekick who was probably overall just as talented, if not more talented, with less baggage. He wasn't as big of a dickhead, so he quickly got booked all over the place, and they kind of left Teddy behind because they could deal with Jack. But, you know, and um, but something personality-wise just completely lacks to him. He, he kind of emotes as if he always has headphones on and shit. <laughs> like, you just see him, like, nodding his head, just like, yeah, I can't really hear you, but we're all good. We're all good. Like that's that's what Jack Evans comes off to me as. Um, next up was this this massive uh, Japanese women match. Uh, had Aja Kong in there. Uh, had had a chick that looked like a Japanese Rosie O'Donnell in a fucking Freddie Mercury costume. Um, this was not for me. This just wasn't for me. We we laughed at this a lot. Um, at some point in this, oh. That's where it was. It was in the uh, the Battle Royal. Sunny Kiss was in the Battle Royal. Um, I'm going to plug this fucking uh, tablet in before it goes dead on me. Because um, I started the fucking show with like 10%. Uh, Sunny Kiss was in the Battle Royal. That's where he was at. Um, Jim Cornette had said some things on it that he's getting heat for. Jim Cornette was not wrong. Here's the thing, man. Like, we're getting to the point now where society is just fucking crazy. And you can't call shit what it is at all anymore. Um, she said something like, uh, Sunny Kiss looks like a, a tranny at a, a Tropicana or some shit like that. S- something like that. Like, he doesn't? Like, how, it, he's wrong with that or no? Like, he's completely out of line and wrong? I, he looks just like your normal fucking, like, person? Like, if someone walked into a job interview looking like that, or, you know, um, I don't know, man. Like, just look at many, many different scenarios, and, like, that that looks completely normal to you? I, I don't think it does. But I think, like, we're not allowed to say that it's not normal, otherwise we're bigoted. So here's the thing with me, and, again, like, I, I don't think that I'm 2019. I'm not, I'm not that guy at all. Um, to me, look, I... I'm not into dudes. Um, if a dude is out there dressing like a chick and, and 
is, is really into dudes. To me, that's weird. Now, I know that statement comes off crazy, but it's not wrong. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong for them to be that way. I don't think they need to stop being that way. Be yourself. But to me, it, it's just weird because it's not what I do. You know what I mean? Again, I don't, I don't hate them. I don't dislike them, anything like that. But it's something that I don't do that I'm not used to. So it comes off as, as startling to me. Um, and I, startling is a strong term. That's, that, that's not – I wouldn't go with startling. But it, it comes off as, as different. Um, again, it, I don't, I don't um, begrudge uh, gay people anything. Um, but like the over-the-top flamboyant type of you know, gay persona – comes off as different and I can't you can't not acknowledge that shit um uh John Gray's asking me is it okay for two women it's okay for two guys it's it's okay for two guys and again as far as women goes two women together is, is attractive to a lot of straight guys so I mean in a way that comes off as like hypocritical but I'm not attracted to guys Again, I don't think it's wrong for two guys to be together at all, but it comes off as, as I guess, weird. Um, I also think as far as like a public display of affection, I don't give a fuck if it's a man and a woman. If they're making out in public, first thing you're going to do, I, I'm going to walk by and look at these motherfuckers. So that, that goes with anything. That doesn't go with just fucking, um, you know, male, female, um two males or anything. I don't want to see a guy and a girl making the fuck out in public. Like, unless I'm watching porn, I don't need to see people fucking getting it on. Like that, that's keep your shit to yourself. And that, that has nothing to do with any kind of, you know, orientation, but I just don't think like it's even accurate to just say like, Oh, I don't see anything out of the ordinary at all. Yes, you do, man. A dude's wearing booty shorts and smashing his asshole into Tommy dreamers nose. You don't see nothing crazy about that. Yeah. It's crazy. Do your fucking thing. I don't got a problem with it, but like, stop pretending like it's just, uh, I don't see anything different between that and a normal lockup. It's meant for a reaction. Like when Sonny Kiss, I saw Sonny Kiss at um, um, On Point Wrestling and the dude came out, hit the ring to his fucking music and this and that. And he's fucking like full on twerking and shit. I'm just laughing my ass off. Like this shit is crazy, you know? He got into the ring, started doing his fucking shit, and he's a hell of a wrestler. Great fucking talented wrestler. But, like, if a dude is going to stand there in booty shorts fucking twerking, I'm laughing my ass off. To me, that's funny shit. That's not, that's not like, oh, perfectly normal, super attractive, or, like, oh, I don't see anything out of the ordinary here. It's just, there's, there's a certain reaction I think you could have to things without having hate base behind it. And, and I don't have any hate base behind it. But, like, when someone says, oh, this guy looks like such and such a Tropicana, like, why is that hate? Why is why is that has to turn into something where it's like, oh, well, fuck that guy because he pointed out, what, like, pretty much the obvious? The dude is not dressed, you know, conservatively or something like that. Not that he needs to. But if you acknowledge what he's dressed like, why does that turn you into a bigot? Like, if someone, you know, comes in dressed like a clown and then you go, hey, I don't know, you see Bozo over here, and you're like, oh, what are you, fucking clown-phobic? Like, nah, I mean, I just, she just walked in with a fucking red nose on. I, I, what the fuck am I supposed to do, pretend like that shit isn't there? It's just, I, I think things have gotten too sensitive to the point where you can't even acknowledge facts. It's, it doesn't have to be hate. And as far as I'm concerned, as far as um, a non-biased and all-inclusive, I think if we're talking real, legitimate, all-inclusive, 
then we should all be able to make fun of each other. We should all be able to say the same thing that we would say without a guy in the room or without a girl in the room with the girl in the room or with the guy in the room, because that's inclusive. If you have to act a certain way, a different way when somebody's around, well, then that's not all inclusive. That's bias. That's changing the way that you would be based on somebody else's race, creed, um, religion, whatever the case is. If you got to switch up your normal shit, then your normal shit probably isn't right. Yeah, I mean, like, you should be able to joke around with people. Um, You know, if you make jokes with your friend and shit's all cool, and then you make jokes with this one, and that's all cool, but that guy's gay, so I got to watch what I say, well, then it's not all inclusive. We're not all the same at that point. If we're all the same, then we could all tell jokes. We could all laugh at each other's different things. Yeah, I mean, that's to me, that's normal. I've had gay friends. Like, it's not... It's not something I dislike. It's not something that I, I look down on. You know what I mean? It's just not what I do. Um, I mean, I think it's weird to be an Eagles fan. I, I'm a Niner fan. So it, it's just not. Um, yeah. And, um, I, you know, look, I, I know this isn't 2019. This isn't PC. This isn't, you know, the way this shit's supposed to be. But uh, there's got to be a difference between fucking hate and acknowledgement of, of, you know, shit's a little different or shit's a little this way or shit's a little that way. It, it's just plain fucking honesty. It really doesn't have anything to do with hate. You know, you can tell me I hate some shit, but I know whether I hate something or not. And I, and I don't fucking hate it. It just, you know, when, um, Cornette's being fucking taken a task because he said, you know, Sonny Kiss looks like this. Well, is he wrong or you just, you, you just want to be mad. I, I don't know. Um, so I just, I just want to address that because it's crazy. Another thing is this other guy who, look, he said a lot of fucked up shit on Twitter and this and that, but I thought it's wild that like this dude, um, this dude got banned from AEW because he said some shit on Twitter. Yeah. Juan, you're weird. I mean, you're an Eagles fan. You're weird. You know, nothing wrong with that. I'm not telling you to stop that. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I don't hate you cause you're an Eagles fan. I mean, but, uh, you know, look, man, it's just weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, he got banned from AEW shows because he said some shit on Twitter that was, um, biased or, or, uh, homophobic or whatever the case is. It's just like a wild jump to me. And look, man, I mean, if this guy is completely, you know, racist and this is, I don't know if it's a bad direction to go into, but it's just crazy. I mean, I remember I can't even, you know, repeat the fucking things because the Facebook will end up flagging me and, uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll wind up on some shit, but, um, but yeah, like the stuff we used to chant at fucking Trent Acid and, and Johnny Cashmere before anybody even knew Johnny, Johnny was gay, like screaming shit at this, these guys, like in unison, the fucking, the whole fucking building, you know, um, to go from that to somebody said some shit on Twitter and I don't want to be around them at the show. So then like you're banned, like that's, it's just a wild jump. Um, you know, to, to go through, you know, I, I know again, that was 2001, that was 2002, but uh, were people getting legitimately hurt based on that back then? No. So I, I just, I don't see the reason for the oversensitivity. I think it's fucking crazy and I'm just not with it. I'm just not with it at all. There's legitimate hate. I'll fucking back people up. I'll fucking help you defend yourself. If somebody's legitimately hating you, trying to bring harm to you because your, your sexuality or your race or, or your, you know, whatever, you know, bias that they're showing. Like I, I'm with you, like I'm a hundred percent. But if you're going to put me with the racist or bigoted team, because 
I just I, I'll say this or I'll say that. That's crazy. It's it's not the same thing. It's just not the fucking same thing. But 2019, bro. Everybody's just got to go. Everything's normal. Everything's great. Everything's perfectly normal. That guy in booty shorts is just perfectly normal. He's just sticking his asshole in Tommy Dreamer's nose. And what else would he do? That's what normal people do. I sometimes you make breakfast in the morning and stick your asshole into Tommy Dreamer's nose. It's just what normal people do. You wake up, brush your teeth, fucking asshole in the Tommy Dreamer's nose. You know, I don't see any problems. <laughs> like, come on, guys. You're doing this shit for a reaction. So, like, you get a reaction, and it's like, oh, fuck. Who's this fucking homophobe? Like, what? So, I don't know. Uh, next up, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, fucking awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, great match. Uh, Shaheen, when the blood happened, this motherfucker turned into the biggest AEW fan on the planet. Like, on the planet. Um, I believe... Um, He's now part owner. Um, <laughs> now, nah, but uh, he turned into another motherfucker when that blood hit, man. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, like he just won the fucking lottery. Like he got a, like an email and shit that was like, you just won fucking such and such. Um, but uh, yeah, it, shit was funny. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that was a fucking hell of a blade job. Uh, he, he gushed blood out of his fucking head. Um, I, the way to set that show off like that, I mean, or this company off like that, it definitely set a, a staple. Um, it, you know, it, it set the standard for some shit. Great match. Um, again, you know, yeah, kind of crazy to, you know, blood fucking killer, all of this shit. And then next thing you know, uh, after the match, you're my brother. I need you in a tag team fucking next month. It's like, ah, okay. Well, it's coming down off that real quick. Um, probably could have did that shit like two weeks later. You know what I mean? But, you know, whatever. They wanted to hotshot a lot of stuff to keep you, you know, interested. Like, a lot was going on. Uh, Bret Hart came out, did the fucking show the belt. Um, MJF came out and fucking cut a good promo on him. Uh, shit was funny. You know, you, you look the fan behind you, you know, that whole thing. Um, MJF's an absolute star. And then Jimmy Havoc came out, Jungle Boy. Um, and I think Hangman Page to fight MJF, which to me was a good sign right off the bat that again Joey Janelle is not in the immediate spotlight. Um, they're they're definitely using him as a um, a key part as far as you know. Okay, you're gonna be you know part of this big time first opponent for Mox and all of that shit. But I mean they're coming out as far as like these are gonna be your contenders right here. So you got your Hangman Page, who's like the number one contender or match for the number one contender guy. And then you got, um, you know, Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havoc, all that, you know, they came out. So, so clearly they're going to be part of the main fray too, at least, you know, right off the bat. I mean, two shows later, you know, like a fucking be in the world title picture. So who knows? But, um, there was just, you know, my quick, uh, noticing of that. Uh, next up was, uh, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros. This was all right. Again, like at this point, like I'm just getting tired, man. Like it's fucking like four and a half, four hours, four and a half hours in. Um, It's kind of crazy. And um, so, yeah, this was good. I mean, you know, all all these guys are super talented. So it was good. But I was I was just about done. So now we finally got to the end. Uh, Jericho and Omega. Jericho looks like absolute shit. He looks like Joey Janela's father. And, um you know, 
not a bad father to have. Fucking legend in Chris Jericho. Um, they worked a great match. I didn't have any problems with the match whatsoever. Um, Jericho goes over, which was a little bit of a surprise because, you know, Omega was like the guy. But Jericho's the name, you know, as far as like mainstream, you're going to pull in people from WWE, you know, watching and all of that shit. Um, but yeah, uh, they did their thing here. So then as soon as Jericho wins, uh, he cuts the promo, really solidifying himself as the heel. And out comes fucking Moxley. Tears shit up. Fucking great entrance. Uh, you know, it comes to a crowd, the whole deal. But you could just tell, like, how happy he was and how comfortable he was. It was John Moxley returning to the fucking indies via AEW. And, um, yeah, it came off really well. The show ended up, ended really well with the the segment with um, Moxley. Yeah, and then we just kind of just went forward from there. Um let me see what else I got. So again, like AEW um, definitely has some good things going for them. Uh, they try to throw way too much into this first show. I think, uh, I think they just try to hit every Avenue and some people might've been into the, the huge Japanese women match. And for them, maybe they'll stay tuning in, but are they going to continue to try to satiate all these different genres? Cause that's going to be tough. So are they going to follow up with another Japanese women's match to continue that trend? Just in case what someone was sold on was the Japanese women. So are you going to keep a part of that in every show or kind of drop off on the people who were into just that? I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause again, you put so many eggs in one basket. Like you got to keep showing up fucking stacked on all ports of the card for the different things. Um, they they definitely have a, a large variety of things going on. Some things are a little much. And, um, you know, uh, going forward from here, they definitely have a good setup. Oh, I forgot to mention the Cody smashing the fucking Triple H thing. That was corny as fuck. I mean, come on. Um, and I think, you know, again, they have a really good um, platform to go doing some do some big um competitive shit as far as you know what vince does and all that shit i don't know i mean i don't know about full-on competing with vince right off the bat as far as you know fucking wwe up um i I definitely get a little nervous when i see you know go right at wwe with the fucking sledgehammer thing and you know I remember Vince McMahon is like the fucking Thanos of professional wrestling, man. Like ECW was the alternative and all that. He fucking crushed that in his fucking hand. Uh, WCW was the fucking, you know, multi-million dollar backing, all of that shit. Crushed that shit in his fucking hand and like threw it away. Like he could have had ECW running. He could have had WCW running. He said, nope, just, just a taste of that. Let you know this is my shit now and I'll fucking throw that away. Now you deal with me. So they have a whole different platform and a whole different um, agenda. And I think a lot of it is very good. I think the first thing that, that goes though, is the Indies. The Indies are dead. A lot of people have said it before and I a hundred percent agree with it. Um, my personal opinion is the first one to die is ring of honor, ring of honor. Um, I mean, you can go to TNA route too, but ring of honor has so much money invested in it. I believe the Briscoes said that they're leaving. Um, uh, yeah, um, 
they're they're basically I think the Briscoes are going to explore other avenues. They're leaving, so that's a big big name right there. For a while now, um Ring of Honor has been the landing spot for a lot of Japanese talent, but with all the ties that AEW have with the Bucks and with with Kenny um and the money they have backing and the you know 15,000 people in the arena, I don't think Ring of Honor is that landing spot anymore. So they might get a couple more shows, a couple more spots, but their houses are dwindling. The money that they have invested as far as like their TV product, um, their talent, their their overhead, I think, is, is really, really big. And they got a lot of money backing them with Sinclair, but how much losses did they take before they fucking bail on that? Um, I don't think they're, they're long for this business. Um, Ring of Honor, I've said for a while, too, they're like a fucking secret. Like, I... I know from being like a, a Ring of Honor fan in the past, um, it, it was like every December was final battle. So even though I kind of fell out of being like a, a steady follower and this and that, but like, you know, every every year you'd see like Bola come up. And I, I'm all the way over here on the East Coast and, you know, um, uh, PWG doesn't have, you know, real like cable coverage or anything like that. But you still wind up seeing like, oh, this is what's on Ebola. Um, Bola has this. Bola has that. Uh, the, the show's finished. And then you see like these clip compilations coming out of it and shit. So you still know you can still see the life in PWG from afar. December comes and goes now. And like, I got to go like, hey, didn't Final Battle? Wasn't Final Battle supposed to? And I got to look up like, what the fuck is going on with it? And it's like, yep, there's a card. But I'm not hearing about it. Like, I have enough wrestling fan friends on Facebook and and Instagram, fucking Twitter, whatever the fuck. I don't do Twitter much, but, um, and I don't hear shit. I'm never hearing, like, you got to see this Ring of Honor match. Like, just crazy because, like, for the longest time, they were, like, the benchmark. You had CCW were doing their thing, but Ring of Honor had, like, their other, you know, their, their Christopher Daniels, their AJ Styles, their CM Punks, their you know, Brian Danielson, uh, they had so much of those guys that really held the fucking crown as far as the Indy Samoa Joe, uh, you know, the Briscoes. I mean, they had so, so much. It was the place to be for quite some time. And now it's, you got to fucking look for it, which is a scary thing when they got that amount of money back in them this many years in. It's become fucking scarce. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, but I think... Once uh, AEW and WWE go into just like a talent snatching frenzy and everybody else, um, you know, is just snatching up, fucking that's it. As soon as someone gets like a good match under their belt, some kind of buzz on the indies, someone's going to get snatched. You know what I mean? It's just going to be NXT talent, 205 Live, or AEW. Uh, one way or another, you're going to get signed up. I think Vince is going to sign a lot of people and just shelf them. And just fucking, yeah, you just sit in the developmental and shit. Because there's enough people who've had those dreams for years and years, and whether they're being used or not, if you're under WWE contract, that's worth it. That's just, I'll just go sit over there. I don't give a fuck if you're using me or not. I'm signed by Vince, you know? But other people might see that AEW spot and go, yeah, like, I'm going to be used more here. I'm going to make a big difference. I'm going to do something. But um, I think it's just going to become talent-snatching frenzy and shit. And uh, I, I can't see a company like Ring of Honor, like TNA, surviving that shit because there's there's too much money invested and and that's the thing like some of this stuff like all right um maybe i you know i've heard about some exclusive deals and stuff like that i don't know how much there is to that but if they aren't fully exclusive and it becomes selective well then 
I think Evolve becomes a no-fly zone for anybody AEW because they're more or less a farm system for WWE. So then it becomes like, what route you looking to go? Because if you're looking to work, you know, maybe PWG becomes more of a farm system for AEW with the Bucks tied into there as much as they were. So um, it should be very interesting. It'll be interesting before it's over, but I think it's it's going to fucking wash these indies up. If these two companies and WWE isn't going anywhere, but if AEW stays strong, it'll be the death of the indies. Um, it'll take a lot of what you like on the indies and it'll put it on a bigger stage. It'll put it on the television and shit like that. But in the long run, I don't, I don't know if it's an overall better for wrestling kind of thing um, because you're really going to have less options because they'll be signed up and exclusive here, or exclusive there. So um, it should be very interesting. Definitely lighten the fuse on a big fucking bomb here. Um, Joey Janela um, wrestled a 15-year-old girl in a hardcore match over the weekend, uh, the weekend of uh, TOS. Um, yeah, uh, Pac is full-time Dragon Gate, so he's done with uh, any AEW thing. Um, uh, Lou wants to know, is uh, Beyond and GCW doing enough good business to survive, though? No, because the thing is, is like, Janela might even be fucking steady. I think as of the fall, he's going to be steady AEW. So that's the, right there. That That's a fucking... Um, that's a GCW guy. He's fucking good as gone. Um, I mean, who are we talking about? Unless there's guys that are just like, nah, man, I'm not looking to sign with anybody. I don't want anything full time. Like, you know, if um, Teddy Hart might be, <laughs> it's going to be like the fucking Teddy Hart show because no one's going to want to touch Teddy Hart. So he's just going to fucking sit on uh, GCW shows and beyond shows and shit like that. It'll be guys that just don't want to fucking sign any kind of deal or, or good with their personal life. Maybe Dickinson doesn't want to. I, you'd have to ask him. I can't speak for him, but um, I don't really know. Um, yeah, but like John John Gray's disagreeing, but it's not the fact that like they're not good enough. It's the fact that even if they are good enough, they're getting offers. They're absolutely going to get the fucking offers to pull them out of there. So it's not a matter of just like, oh, GCW sucks. They can't compete. GCW guys are going to get noticed, and then they're going to get signed. Um, the deathmatch scene is going to have a whole other – I mean, it's already oversaturated, but it's going to be like the spotlighted thing on the indies, and if it gets popular enough, maybe AEW puts on a division for that. They already got Jimmy Havoc, but, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time. Uh, if they want to sign actual deathmatch guys instead of Jimmy Havoc, then, I mean, then, then that shit gets snatched up. The Indies is going to be left with scraps. They're not going to have the amount to put on super cards like they have in the past, like your, your PWG super cards or some of those beyond shows, AIW or AW. I always forget which is which, um, MLW is putting on good shit too. But I mean, these guys are going to get signed up to deals and it's just not going to be a fucking option. So, um, you know, you you might get a couple guys, like, you know, maybe your Sammy Callahan's has enough faith in his own product to be like, no, I'm going to try to push Revolver, do a little TNA until that ship goes down, and then, you know, just kind of hold on. But eventually, uh, everyone's going to be offered something, and it's not going to make a lot of sense to just stay outside of the, the main companies if the money's fucking talking, so...
It's just my opinion. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Joey Janela wrestled a 15-year-old girl. Hardcore match. Bumping her all over the fucking place. DVD on the apron. Uh, pile driver on a fucking car outside. DDT in a fucking subway or bus or whatever the fuck that is. It's completely irresponsible. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's, it's some bullshit. I got a 15-year-old daughter. Um, it, it's crazy. I mean, if her jerk-off parents are signing off on that... Um, you know, the, the fucking preacher guy broke his fucking neck taking that same bump on the apron. So we blaming preacher. We blaming fucking Alex Cologne. Who the fuck are we blaming? Yeah, I mean, you know, so if the 15 year old takes one bump wrong because, oh, wait, she's fucking 15 years old and she winds up fucking paralyzed or, you know, I mean, Janela just came back from blowing his fucking knee out. So she goes diving to the fucking outside or some shit like that, like a Janela spot, because if he's not if he's not talented or. Or, um, yeah, the parents are to blame, but if she's not, if he's not, um, seasoned enough not to avoid injury, injuries happen. It's just part of wrestling. But imagine like your fucking knee is blown out for life because of some shit you did at 15. Like my daughter's not responsible enough to go like, yeah, let me just take fucking serious health risks that could fucking haunt me my whole life. That cool. Yeah. Fly somebody over from another country and I'll just put my faith in that fucking guy who's smoking cigarettes and not going to the fucking gym, making a lot of good life decisions. And uh, he's really riding this train wreck gimmick. So I'm going to go ahead and put my future in the hands of that fucking guy who, you know, don't get me wrong. Janela knows wrestling. He's, he's been around wrestling a long fucking time. But you're taking fucking hardcore bumps that I've seen a lot of fucking wrestlers post shit like, I'm not taking apron bumps. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. So then the 15 year old's judgment we're going like yeah take apron bumps it's fucking crazy irresponsible so then uh i was watching tos the next night and i just thought uh, it's like i i fucking thought it a joke and i said uh joey would be at tos but he's got an open challenge at a all girls middle school in europe right now so i, I posted on facebook i shitload of likes whatever i posted on twitter a couple likes this and that Joey must have, like, someone must have screenshot and sent it to Joey. Because I initially tried to, like, at him. Because I don't, like, I don't sub subtweet. I don't, I don't, I think that's what it's called, right, Sozio? Um, I don't, like, subliminally shit. I, I don't passive-aggressive. I Like, I go at motherfuckers. Like, here, here, here's what I think. You know what I mean? Like, this joke's about you. Fucking laugh or something. And, um, or don't, you know? So I posted that, and someone must have screenshot it and shit and sent it to him. Because, again, I tried to add him, but I guess because we're not friends, uh, it doesn't let me do that. I don't know how Twitter, work, Twitter works. Um, so uh, someone, you know, did their little run tell that move because that's super cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that's a good idea. It's fucking Alabama. Uh a lot of Alabama shit's not a good idea. Um, so anyway, uh, he he responded on Twitter like, yeah, it had nothing to do with me main eventing for WXW first time in Germany. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You don't think that I actually think you're at a middle school fucking calling girls out, right? Like, again, completely irresponsible bullshit with the fucking 15-year-old girl, like... You have a fucking, you know, according to you and, you know, what you're saying out there, I'm not doubting it. You have a six-figure fucking contract and you're over there wrestling 15-year-old girls. Like, if some bullshit happens and that girl breaks his neck and you're all over the fucking news, you don't think you'll lose that contract? I, I'd venture to say you probably would. That type of exposure that would come out of you fucking, like, 
paralyzing a 15-year-old girl, probably not going to be put on a brand-new upstart company uh, on a regular basis. That That's going to be a rough sell. Oh, you know, the guy who, who had the cigarette stapled to his fucking head in the first match? Yeah, like, no, we got to fight to keep him on. Like, he's clearly responsible, even though he did that. Like, the one guy with the cigarette in the match? Like, yeah, nah, it's... You're done, but that's that's the type of bullshit risks he takes because he's a jerk off. I mean, it's just that's the type of life he lives. He thinks that train wreck shit is cute on all avenues. It's not a gimmick. It's how he lives his fucking life. Runs around getting fucking wasted. He had some promo thing that he did, like interview after AEW, and uh, they did two that I saw. I couldn't get through Janela's, but um, the MJF one. He did like an interview thing in the, in a hotel. And it was just fucking unbelievable. Like, he just kept fucking, like, cutting a dude off and disrespecting him and shit. And just amazing fucking heel work that MJF has. Janela gets on there, and he's just like, yeah, like, all of my matches have been fucking... I've been hung over in, like, 98% of my matches. Like, that's a fucking quality. Like, that's not... It's not a quality. Um, yeah, it's it just... He doesn't have the fucking brains to um to get far. Um, it's easy to look at like your quick contract you sign and go, Oh, tell that to my six figures, but the fucking, uh, that, that's not going to get you through fucking life. It's really not, not living that way. Motherfuckers will be putting on a tribute show for you before you know it. Um, it is what it is. Um, what else happened? Um, let me see. Bubba Ray versus a fan. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, I think it was a ROH show or a fucking uh, maybe TNA show. I don't know. Something. But um, apparently a fan was heckling Velvet Sky. Like, really heckling her bad and all that shit. Well, um, Bubba Ray hears about this. They tell the security, go get the fan, bring him out back. And Bubba meets him out back and starts telling him, like, you need to learn how to respect women. And, like, if you don't apologize, I'm going to fucking beat you up and all this other shit. And, uh, you know, you always respect women. The only thing you should be, uh, uh, you should only be saying, like, complimentary things to a woman. That's how you treat women and this and that. And, like, I think we're forgetting, like, the old Dudley promos and shit, you know, that were far, far from complimentary to women. Uh Again, like we're we're taking a real wild fucking direction in society these days. It's just it's uh it's unidentifiable with logic. It, it's it's crazy. Either wrestling is a fucking gimmick, and and you could you could heckle the fucking wrestlers, and they they yell some shit back at you, and this and that, and everything seems to be somewhat of a fair game. Yeah, you know, jerk off fans are jerk off fans, but like when it comes to the point where wrestlers are like calling you out back and trying to give you like a morality lesson, and that wrestler is Bubba Ray Dudley, like <laughs> I, I I don't even know what the fuck we're doing anymore. It's crazy. I mean, it's just become more and more evident that like wrestling is just not for me. Like as far as like a attending a show and and uh, Lou asked me a bunch of questions that I'll, I'll get to. Uh, one of which was like, what keeps me watching wrestling? Um, I'll tell you, there's a few things now. There's some things like CZW. I've said a bunch of times, just had, like, I got a soft spot for it. It was my very favorite thing in wrestling overall. Um, the time that I attended CZW was, was my fondest memory of wrestling period. 
just happened to be exactly what I wanted to see. Um, you know, and I watched Ring of Honor and this and that, and, you know, some other, you know, shit that delivered. But, um, yeah, um, there's, there's some things. So, for instance, like the Dickinson Moth match that GCW put on. That's what I fucking, that's wrestling right there. That shit right there is exactly what I want to see. Um, I just saw promos by um, Mox and Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson? I think so. Yeah. Um, and those promos, I didn't even see the fucking match. I know Mox bit his face and shit. Those promos alone, go check those fucking things out. Go check those fucking things out. Like, those promos alone are why the fuck I watch wrestling. Why I would even consider watching wrestling. Mox could be a big part in me continuing to fucking like part of wrestling. Because the what he's going out there and doing is believable. It, it's something you could sell. It's something you could actually... Uh, it, it's something you could actually believe. You know, um, you could follow along with it as a grown ass man and not feel like you're having your intelligence insulted. Like, I'm not looking to watch Marco stunt jump around. It's like, I, I feel like I'm fucking, like I'm in some kid's backyard, just like watching a fucking kid jump around. Like, hey, why are you watching my kid on the trampoline? Like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. It's just entertaining when he flips. Like, it's just, it feels fucking awkward. Like, watching that shit, watching the fucking guy with his legs cut off. Like, I know they didn't cut his legs off to do the match, but, like, it just feels like, what the fuck am I watching? This is some old bullshit. This is, like, just straight up fucking, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's a different thing than what I what I signed up for initially. You know, I like fucking hard-hitting fight-style wrestling. And I like flippy stuff. But, again, like, it, it, it's some of even that has gotten just too fucking corny. And it's like, if every match has a 720 in it, then it's not cool anymore. If every fucking match has to do a Spanish fly, if there's going to be 15 fucking Canadian destroyers in one match, then I just, I'm all fucking done. I'm good. Um, and honestly, death matches have done a lot of that too. It's been oversaturated now. And now it's like, yeah, like you fucking go out there, you do a bunch of crazy shit, but there's not enough. It's, it's not, and it's not even the level of violence. The level of violence is still way up, but there's nothing that makes it stand out. There's nothing that makes that shit really catch me. So it's just, again, it's kind of just passed me by. A lot of the same guys, kids, whatever you want to call them, in their fucking early to mid-20s, that's the age I was at when I was hyped the fuck up. And they're hyped the fuck up. So I just kind of look at it as like I'm aged out of this shit. You know, so a lot of the people that are super fucking excited, anyone watching a pay-per-view tomorrow? What pay-per-view? What the fuck is today? Today is fucking uh, Thursday. I, I don't know what pay-per-view is tomorrow. You have to let me know. Um, Not that I know of. I didn't plan on watching pay-per-view. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, it's A lot of it's just not for me at all. But, like, some of the shit that Mox is doing. Like, the, that shit, the, the two promos that they cut. That was, like, two fucking maniacs that just beat the shit out of each other cutting real promos. And the crazy part about that is all the stuff I've said about people putting each other over and kissing each other's ass, they managed to put each other over and still look like fucking beasts. 
That's the difference between everybody fucking hugging after the match and going, thank you, and big fucking smiles, and you're the man, and all this, and pointing across the fucking ring. They managed to fucking go out there, put themselves over as beast, and still fucking say, hey, that guy's no fucking joke, though. I got my fucking eye on you. You coming back at me for this belt? Like, it's, it's shit's going down. Like, they conveyed what the fuck was supposed to be conveyed. And, and I liked it. I, I liked that a lot. And it's th- it's things like that that jump out. And it, it's so few and far between that I can't say that I'm just a fan of wrestling. I can't say that I'm a fan of a company because I can't watch an entire show to weed through to watch the one thing that's like, oh, okay, this looks like what I fucking signed up for. Cody versus uh, Dustin. Like, that, that's that's good shit right there. This is good shit. Um, it's such good shit. Um, I, I don't know. I just can't, I can't sign up for the whole fucking show. No RVD reference there, but, uh, for the sake of watching one fucking match that, that might come through and, and give me what I used to fucking like. There's so many people that have abandoned what I even liked about them. Like uh, Nick Gage is like a fucking infomercial now. He's like a, like Nick Gage slash fucking pep rally leader. Like, it's crazy. It's it's not it's not the Nick Gage of old that was just a cold-blooded killer. It's not. And, and all these fucking ridiculous fans running around like fucking retards, screaming about, oh, I'm in a gang, MDK, and this and that. You know, there was these fucking people, uh, I got somebody sent me a screenshot, that on these fucking groups, um, someone had said something about Louie. Louie doesn't look professional um, as a ring announcer, right? And, like, he was, like, a guy that went into it saying, like, hey, like, um, I'm new to the company. You know, I I haven't watched this before. They put on a lot of stuff I really liked. But the ring announcer, I don't don't know. Like, it just doesn't look professional. It doesn't look really professional. So now, again, let's just speak fucking honestly. Let's just speak completely fucking honestly and and what it is. Louis has solidified himself as a legend on the deathmatch wrestling scene, especially on the East Coast. So as far as we go, and as far as the GCW family, I'm not GCW family, don't get me fucked up. Uh, as far as the GCW family, as far as the people who, who know Louie, who, that, Louie's fine as a ring announcer, because Louie has been fucking, you know, grandfathered in, or whatever you want to call it. He has proven himself and earned that spot where we see Louie walk into the ring and go, yeah fucking low life Louie is is ring announcing this fucking show and we're down like we're all in Louie's a good fucking guy he's proved himself out there he's still out there doing crazy deathmatch shit so with us it's good but now if your random other person that never saw Louie before pops in on a random and goes who's this fucking guy that's walking around he looks like my fucking garbage man these fucking dirtbag fans are gonna go yo like how dare you say some shit about Louie? I'll fucking fight you. I'll kill you. Like, this is... This. And you go, like, you click on their fucking picture, and it's like, this fat, sloppy motherfucker is calling out anybody who says some shit about Louie. Like, first off, they don't know fucking Louie. Like, but the the stance that these motherfuckers are taking, like, I'm a fucking badass now. Gage told me I'm part of a gang. Like, you're not part of a gang, man. You're morbidly obese. 
You're disgusting. You got half a fucking Cheeto dust on your chest right now. And you're popping shit online like you're about to fight somebody. Dog, try to do ten fucking push-ups in between fucking messages. Between the first fucking message when someone said something about Louie because they don't know who Louie is. And, and they don't even mean disrespect. They're just like, who's this fucking fat guy in the ring? Like, this, this looks crazy. And you'd be like, oh, dude, look up Low Life Louie. He's put on some, you know, legendary death matches on the East Coast. He's really tore shit up. He's proven himself. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of direction you go. Yo, you you should fucking look up Louie. Louie killed shit, you know, back in the fucking early 2000s. This dude's a vet. Da-da-da-da-da. Give him that. Don't go, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Because that's not your life, man. You're fucking, you're hiding. Half of these motherfuckers like that fake Mike dude. You're hiding behind a fucking logo. And that... Warning sign number one, if motherfuckers got a screen name that's like fucking uh, some old wild shit or their fucking profile picture is like the fucking Joker from Batman and shit, don't listen to a fucking thing they say. Nothing they say is credible. Fuck that motherfucker. Every message board I've been on, every fucking uh, uh, fucking I I signed into a fucking game. I I put my fucking name on on, uh, PlayStation fucking four, whatever the case is. Is J. Cat Morris. That's my first, middle, and last name. Real fucking shit. So, uh, yeah. Motherfuckers are out there. They got the fucking picture of a fucking Joker. Oh, turns out they're a fucking clown. Shocking. Ironic, that is, right? That the fucking guy's lying about fucking cancer. He fucking, what's up, Pierre? He fucking, uh, he make a wish catfished fucking, uh, Todd Gordon. You know what I mean? He's out there talking. Uh, shit is crazy. This is what I'm talking about. So, when these guys are like, just be a wrestling fan, you know, you don't, you don't have to fucking, you don't have to be a fucking wrestler where like, oh, I'm a badass because the other guy's a badass and I bought one of his shirts. Now I think I'm a badass. Like you're not a badass. I fucking see what you do. I see your day in and day out. You look pathetic as a motherfucker. You better hope nobody calls you on your shit. Like that guy, the MDK, what the fuck was his name? Michael Thick, calling me out, calling me all sorts of crazy shit. I'll beat the shit out of you, dude. Yeah, I mean, you look fucking crazy. You look crazy as fuck. I'm over here training my fucking ass off, man. I got my fucking two days. I got my first race. Side note, my first race, fucking uh, Battle Frog, fucking uh, not Battle Frog. That was years ago. Bone Frog Tier One. Where the fuck? This way. Yeah, Bone Frog Tier One. Actually, this is the last year one. All right there. Um, but yeah, I got that shit. It's like fucking 50 obstacles, like 11 miles. Um, it's, so they got like the, the, um, there's like a challenge race that's like eight miles. And then there's a fucking uh, sprint race. That's like three miles. And the tier one is doing both of them back to back. So that's what I got on Saturday or whatever. But, um, Yeah, I mean, look, man, like, John Gray, and John, I think, got caught up in that shit, too, because the dude was, like, his fucking, like, producer or something on his fucking podcast, so, I don't know, man, but, like, these motherfuckers are clowns, and, like, that's why, like, that's another huge, huge reason why I stopped attending these shows, because motherfuckers like to push me, and they don't understand that, like, they're playing outside of their league, they don't have any repercussions in mind, they don't give a fuck, they're drinking like they have no, no fucking future, and it doesn't matter to them, meanwhile, I'm in great fucking shape, I'm 41 years old, 
built better than half of the 20 year olds in the fucking wrestling business. And yeah, man, I got three kids and I'm not looking to get locked up because someone overstepped their fucking bounds at a wrestling show. But these motherfuckers legitimately think, yo, MDK, fucking no snitching. As soon as you knock one of these motherfuckers out, they're calling the cops. Like, don't get it fucked up. Like, there's no fucking, they're not in a gang. They're not living by street law. They drove from somewhere way nicer than where the fuck I live at. Not that, you know, I live in a hood or anything like that, but like these motherfuckers aren't living that life on any type of fucking regular basis. Like they don't want you to call the cops on them smoking weed out back of the arena. But outside of that, you rob them and they're calling It's like, cut this bullshit, man. Stop living the fucking gimmick that someone else told you. That shit is crazy. Shit is crazy as fuck. And it makes every one of you look like absolute douchebags. Like, I'm not looking to hang out with you guys at all. And that's the thing. Like, if I want to watch fucking wrestling, I attended for fucking probably 13 fucking years. It's some of the best fucking times. The ECW, CCW arena where it was fucking Lobo and fucking Zandig coming off the cage. No rope barbed wire, no two. Uh, fucking, I mean... I've seen a lot. I've seen a ton. You know, the IWS four-way when they first came in. Uh, front row, I'm, I'm there for all of that, you know. Um, so much legendary shit happened in that building that I, I got the opportunity to see and, like, be right fucking there. Samoa Joe, Necro Butcher, right fucking there. You know, but it's like now, again, it's a, it's a younger crowd or an older crowd that has no fucking future, has nothing behind it. You know what I mean? It, they they have no no actual future or, or things to be proud of outside of it. Their entire life is a fan. Their their entire life is supporting someone else. And that's, that's I, I don't live in that fucking world. So that's the difference between me being a wrestling fan, which I just don't consider myself anymore because it's, it's just a different level of fucking person that I'm, I'm, I'm way above. And I, I know a lot of people hear that shit on the show and they're like, this fucking guy thinks he's better than us. Well, if, if you think I'm talking to you, I probably am. I mean, there's enough people who I'm on really good terms with on Facebook and shit like that. And we could talk like fucking adults because we're all adults and it, it, it's cool, man. You could be a wrestler, you could be a fan, you could be whatever the fuck you are, but you know who I'm talking about. You can look around and identify the exact people I'm talking about by the way I speak of them and their actions. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's just – that's just my views and opinions as far as actually being a wrestling fan and what kept me watching and, you know, what uh, – because a lot of times people ask me, oh, what would, what would bring you back or whatever. There's, there's not bringing me back because there's always going to be this level of dickhead that – I, I just don't want to associate myself with. I don't want to hang around these motherfuckers. I don't want to sit through an entire show, you know, guys grabbing each other's cocks. So maybe I hope three quarters of the way into the show, I get two guys to come out there and beat the shit out of each other, which is what I came for. You know, I, I got to sit through fucking softcore gay porn through the fucking first half of the show just so I could see an actual fight in the end of the show. It's not the type of variety show I, I, I'd fucking far rather watch a Muppets marathon uh, that fucking variety show is way more entertaining to me, legitimately, and I'm not just making a joke, than a fucking wrestling show front to back. Like, I'd seriously watch my fucking Muppet DVDs every fucking night and be completely happy with it over a wrestling show where a guy might half blow another guy, and then I'm going to see the fucking, you know, 3,000th fucking uh, Canadian Destroyer, and then this guy who doesn't fucking work out, and he's going to come out there, and he needs the fan support before he even locks the fuck up. It's just like, it's the shit is just isn't for me anymore. It's, it's too much. Um, let me see. 
Um, and now I got a couple more things. Oh, so so let's just go into the GCW thing. I, I don't have a whole full review for you because like it just again like this shit has become like not for me. Um, I think part of my problem with this GCW show, uh, the TOS. Yeah, Pierre's right. Uh, wrestling is not what it used to be. And, I mean, this is a guy who, who fucking co-ran a very, very successful wrestling company and put on a lot of what I fucking liked as wrestling was, as wrestling was, and in, in my opinion, was supposed to be. You can have different flavors and different things and different that, but it just it doesn't even come across as the same type of thing. And, and it's like you either have to tolerate the, the fucking legless guy and the fucking the four foot nothing guy who, who's getting his offense over on this and that like nick gage is wrestling fucking marco stunt on an upcoming show get the fuck out of here man i don't want to watch nick gage sell marco stunts offense for three quarters of the fucking match and then fucking squash him through the other fucking quarter I, I that that's not entertaining to me that shit should be a fucking 35 second match and he should fucking he should demolish him like embarrass him just fucking devastate the dude and then be like, yeah, I know that's what you guys scheduled, but you're going to have to do a little fucking better than that. Cause I'm the fucking King of deathmatch wrestling. Go fuck yourself. Send me a full size adult in here for a fucking fight and then hit fucking like Dickinson's music or hit someone fucking slacks fucking music. Have them come out. Now you get a full on fucking match. So it's like, even if you were signed up for the Marco stunt thing, well, that was a bad fucking booking. So now you, you fucking see what Gage is capable of. Don't have him fucking back and forth with Marco Stunt if you want me to believe that he's the god of ultraviolence. But but he's going to have a hard time with a midget? Like, stop, man. This is crazy. This is fucking crazy. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing ball, man. I'm not, I'm not up for that dumb shit. Um, okay. Um, now, where the fuck did I write down what I had to say about that shit? I thought I wrote something somewhere. I didn't write anything. Um, no, that's reminders. Uh, notes. Did I write something in the notes? No. I think that was on my phone. Good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I said about TOS. Um, shit. The gauge finished on the start. Um, so the first match I can remember was uh, Raver and Gage. Uh, great match. I really expected like a interference or some shit. Um, um, so what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Leo's fucking with Sanji, a hundred percent. That's that's what that sound was. Um, <laughs> Nina pointed that out. The sound was definitely Leo fucking with Sanji over here, and uh, that's what he does on a regular basis. And I broke him up a little bit, but um. So, yeah, um, Pierre wants me to shoot ringside. Uh, look, man, put it together. I'll see what's going on. Um, you know, it really depends on who's in the building. I heard the mono doesn't even work for fucking GCW anymore, um, which is kind of wild. Um, since he kind of got the ball rolling there, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, did the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll kick things around. I haven't, I barely pick up my camera anymore, but, um, what the fuck, man? Uh, I gotta find, like, GCW results, I think. Um, the few things I can remember off to hand. So, uh, G, G Raver, Nick Gage, first round. Um, it's, uh, 
it should have had some kind of interference or something. Gage has been like the un, unmovable object, immovable object, unstoppable force. Those are the two things I was going for. All merged into one. But um, and he uh, he lost to a roll up. I mean, I expected like something that would set up something else. You know, um, but it didn't. You know, it was just. I think it looked like they were going for like a like he was going for a power bomb and Raver went to counter it into like either like a quick sunset flip or like a code red pin or some kind of shit like that. And he slipped off him completely and then just rolled Gage up, got the one through three and he just looked confused like, oh, what the fuck? So that that was kind of silly. Um, what the fuck? Uh, trying to think of my notes offhand. Um, or invite talented looks like a deathmatch uh davy richards um what's with um wrestlers have some of the worst tattoos like um i've I've noticed that they're just like ridiculous like out of nowhere fucking like drunk idea tattoos half of them I, I don't even understand you know i have at least like rhymes or reasons behind mine whether you like them or not they're definitely well done a lot of these motherfuckers are like yeah my friend did it when i was drunk. <laughs> like what the fuck are you just wearing that forever that's wild. Um, what else happened? Uh, Jimmy Lloyd got fucking like super stabbed with the fucking scissors. Scissors went like all the way into his fucking shoulder. Um, it, it's fucking dumb. It's just not for me. Like, I, I don't like the super over the top. Like, yeah, he almost fucking died. Like, obviously some things are going to happen in deathmatch wrestling, but I'm not getting like popped by people going like way over the fucking line and like scissors going all the way in someone's body and shit. Some people are, like, really into that, and I think that's weird, you know. Um, nice, Pierre will be at the barbecue. Um, that's what I want to hear. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I'm not into that. I'm not also not into piercing spots, so, like, the Japanese dude, uh, forgive me on the names, but um, he did a spot where he put a fucking, like, skewer through his fucking cheeks. And then took like suplexes all over the fucking place. Like it's just it's not for me, man. It's too much. It's too much. I like deathmatch wrestling. Um, this like it, it it's gotten to be weird. It's gotten to be fucking real strange. It's it's not quite the same as as they were doing it before. Some things like fell under the same heading as that, and uh, you know went into the same realm. Some of the big Japan stuff, but some of the big Japan stuff went a little too far. You know. And then that's, uh, you know, kind of the same thing. They, they've kind of just trickled that over, especially when you got the Big Japan guys in. Um, what I was trying to say initially, too, what kind of lost me as far as the GCW show and the TOS, um, I don't think there was enough personality on it. So you had G-Raver, who's just like dark guy. He's got a gimmick, but it's just like dark guy, doesn't really say much. So there's nothing really there. Uh, Gage is now, although, you know, the personality exists, he's still just like, pep rally leader gauge so he's not he's not the one he was anyway but he's out first round so even what gauge does bring to the table he's out so he's gone um alex cologne like yell a little bit grab on the ropes great fucking wrestler but personality wise really not a lot to hang your hat on um like like i said or invite yells a little bit shitty tattoos He's out there. Um, nothing, to, nothing to take away from these guys' wrestling ability. Um, you got three big Japan guys or, or three Japanese guys in there, so there's no English being speaking spoken there. Um, I know I'm missing somebody. 
Got to be missing somebody. Um, but yeah, so like your larger in life guy in Schlack, not in there. You know that that's one of those guys. Um, you know you're not wrong. Uh, sometimes the tease is, is a big thing, and at this point, um, Jen's. I'm sorry if I um miss pronounce your name i don't even know who you are um i guess this is from tagging kitten there i'm getting people i'm not even friends with when welcome I'm, I'm all for it but um so yeah teasing a lot of times can do a lot uh at this point gcw is just doing move after move after move after move like crazy shit into crazy shit into crazy shit into crazy shit and i always said they kind of shit on their own fucking progress because when you have like a blowout fucking match and then four, four more of them well the first one kind of loses you lose the that early one um the uh great suzuki match um I, i'm not a great suzuki fan i i don't see it um i know a lot of people you know harken back to the uh ecw match they had uh, michinoku pro match or whatever i i don't know much of it you know i i, I don't know from that so um i'm not really pre-sold on him and uh, he took some crazy fucking bumps. I think he's in, like, his 50s. He took, like, uh, a couple swanton bumps and the crazy shit, one to the outside that was absolutely bananas because he had to clear the fucking post to hit the floor with fucking tubes. Like, really crazy shit. Um, I hate the mind control thing when he's doing this shit and Jimmy Lloyd's just jumping all over the place. I don't like that shit at all. Um, trying to think of what else happened in this fucking tournament. Um, it all kind of blended together and nothing really jumped off the page to me. Uh, like I said, your schlacks, your, um, your, um, fucking, uh, Mancer, another huge personality, not there. They use schlack and, um, Marcus Crane is like the Philly fanatic. They came out, fucking riled up the crowd. Everyone's like, yeah, fucking there's the guys. And they're like, yeah, hey, it's a t-shirt. Fucking see you later. They're like dueling Philly fanatics and shit. Uh, Main event comes, they fucking, um, they botch a spot, which, I mean, it's kind of like the planned spot is to go through the barbed wire ropes. Uh, the coolest one I saw that was probably the first one I saw that was, um, Lobo and Zandig and Lobo got, was fucking hanging by his fucking calves off the barbed wire. Shit looked crazy. They had to cut him down off of that thing. Uh, Raver hit the ropes, went backwards through it, fucking legs caught on the ropes, and uh, his head smashed on the fucking ground. And uh, scary moment, man. Shout out to that dude. Hope he's feeling all right. Definitely cracked his fucking head open. Um, they had to remove him from the match. And then it was just like, oh, fuck. Match just started. Match over. In comes uh, Jimmy Lloyd. In comes uh, Schlack. So now, now you you have somewhat of a match. They did what they could. They pulled it together, but it was what it was, and that, that was the end of that. Um, so I don't know. It just did. It didn't jump off the page to me. I didn't think it was one of their best uh, tournament of survivals. Um, you know, a lot of injuries, and um, I mean, realistically, the first one had a shitload of injuries, but it was such like a shock value thing for everything happening. Uh, Janelle and Zandig coming off the roof kind of made everybody forget about it, but, like, the finals was a clusterfuck. They threw a bunch of people in there who were eliminated prior, but, I mean, they made it work. They really pulled it together and made it work. Um, For what it's worth, they made this work, too. But, again, like, none of it really jumped off the page because it was a lot of guys that didn't speak English, not a lot of personality, and then just move after move into dangerous shit, and you just, it all just gets lost in the shuffle. 
everything just kind of blends together. And it's like, oh, he fell into scissors, fell into glass, fell into more tubes, more tubes, barbed wire, like tubes, fucking, you know, soda cans or whatever the fuck. Uh, I mean, they, they just had a lot of different random shit, and it was just fall after fall after fall. Um, the art of that working the match where, yeah, like like dude said, like the tease isn't really there. It, there's not a lot of like, oh, shit. We'll watch out for that shit. And then finally, big bump into it. It's just like fucking bump into this. Get up. Fucking bump into that. Now your turn. You bump into that. Now you bump into that. It's just overkill. Uh, people have started saying that violence for the sake of violence, like it's a good thing, but it's really not. Like you should have a rhyme and reason behind some of the shit. I understand tournaments of deaths and, and, and those type of things, but if there's no rhyme or reason for anything, there's no story you could even tell within the match, and it's just fucking one after another after another, uh, to me, it's a waste. Uh, I just, I don't think it does you any favors as far as getting credit for the, the pain and abuse that you're going through. So, it's again, it's not for me. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it, but I don't know. It, it doesn't come out off as, um like, top, top-notch product for me. Uh, let me go into the... Uh, topics Lou had uh, posted. It was mostly all Lou. So, um, random stuff here. Thoughts on TOS? I just covered that. Um, can we please stop using animals as gimmicks? Yes, I fucking hope so. Funny side story. Um, <laughs> earlier today, I got hit with a message from Jonathan Stoffer. Uh, Jonathan, uh, you know, we've had our problems in the past. Um, I wanted to rip dude's head off. Um, and then he apologized and, uh, we're good. We're good. I have no problems with that dude. As a matter of fact, um, he sent me uh, my muffin club shirt and I could not be more thankful for it. Um, I'm, I'm very, very, um, appreciative of that. I, um, you know, again, I, I wouldn't say that we're buddies or anything like that, but he's been very respectful towards me. Um, towards my show since then, uh, he's been listening pretty regularly. I'm sure he'll hear this anyway. So that's, that's kind of like the later groundwork for who, uh, you know, we are as far as, uh, knowing each other and stuff. Um, he hits me up earlier today and says, brother, something like that. I don't know. Fuck. And he goes like, uh, so Teddy hit me. Uh, I just, Teddy's new shirt is dropping next week. Uh, please don't hate me. And he fucking sends me the picture, and it's like Teddy sitting on a throne. It says King of the Indies, and he's surrounded by cats. And I'm like, uh, oh. and I said, like, ugh. And he's like, uh, I, I know, I know. Uh, I love cats. I just want you to know, like, I have my cat's name tattooed on my arm. Like, I don't mean any offense, and, da, 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 and I just need money for my apartment and all this. And I'm like, oh, dude, like, I'm not mad at you for making money off of this shit. I, I 100% will judge every fucking person who buys one of those shirts. If you buy one of those shirts, just post your fucking picture online. Same thing. Post pictures with Teddy and the cat. I'll delete you off Facebook. We'll move on. It's, it's just not a big deal. Like, we don't need to be friends again. I don't have those type of ties, and, like, I'm not in love with the wrestling business. So if that's what you're about, you don't have any morals as far as animals go, then go fuck yourself. Like, I, we don't need to have a big discussion. We don't need to fucking hash it out. I can just delete you and move on. It, it's all good. Um, so that's like, uh, shit, I got a fucking alarm going off over here. Reminded me to take a uh, fucking Claritin D cause, uh, my ears were getting clogged up and, uh, that seems to work, but they made me feel like shit. So I would take them at night. So that way it don't make me feel like shit in the morning. And by the morning, I think I feel all right. So I've been going with that, but so now I'm going to forget to take them cause I set the fucking alarm off. But anyway, um, 
So that's his thing. And it's, that's just, you know, the whole thing as far as Teddy, that was my little sidebar there. Uh, so let me see. Uh, I'm going to try to run through these a little bit fast. Um, how is DJ still in business? I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Um, Orange Cassidy, he didn't know it was J.C. Ryder. Lucky's old partner. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he was. Uh, can we please stop promoting rumble rap? Done. Uh, it's killing hip-hop. Hip-hop, I mean, it's just not the same as it used to be. It's, it's Again, it's a lot like the wrestling business. And a lot of the, the young age group that was down with wrestling when wrestling was fighting and uh, and violence and, and um, you know, meant something. This is the same people that just think that Lil Yachty is, is dope. Like, it's just... Same motherfuckers, man. I can't, I can't fuck with either one of those people. So, um, um, my opinion on musician Bioflix, Motley Cruz the Dirt, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Ray, Rocket Man, all that shit. Uh, I think it's good. Um, I'm not a big movie watcher, so chances are I'll see like none of them. I watched The Dirt. I don't know why. Uh, I was a big Motley Crue fan. I liked a lot of hair metal when I was younger. I don't like metal now. Um, but I don't even think that that would be considered metal, um, now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like that type of heavy, but, uh, like hair bands back then I, I liked, you know, back in the eighties. Um, so yeah, I watched it. Don't really know why. Uh, didn't really give a fuck when I watched it. Um, but I think it's good because a lot of these musicians have wild, wild fucking lies. So when they go into that type of shit, like you're going to get good fucking stories. You're going to get wild stories that only a musician could really, have you know uh when these hollywood writers try to come up with different stories and this there's people who live these fucking stories elton john i can only imagine the type of shit he went through again i'm not watching it but um i can only imagine the type of shit he went through in his career you know and coming up the way he did and you know being a gay guy coming out and fucking and a lot of people weren't cool with that shit and he was out and about like his over the top fucking, you know, persona and all that shit. That was a dangerous thing to be in the era that he started doing that type of shit. So, I mean, good on him and for him to, you know, rise to the fucking epic superstardom that he did. I mean, it, there's definitely a story to be told there. So I think it's good for them to spotlight a lot of these things. And it's crazy because now like guys that were superstars when I was kids were, were, we're talking about this now, like it's so long ago and it's, it's crazy. Um, it's a little surreal. You know, really fucking ages you a little bit when you're like, oh, back when this guy. And it's like, shit, man. I remember my fucking album came out. Um, uh, let me see. Um, I, I, um, yeah, I answered that about uh, discussing what, what pro wrestling has become, um, selective about what I support. Uh, but yeah, there's sometimes I ask, why do I even bother? I mean, at those times these days, I just tune out. Like, I don't I don't have to watch all this shit anymore. It doesn't really, like, hold my attention for that that long. Um, he wants to know what would I say is the best alternative to soda. Please don't say seltzer. So, um, sparkling water is my shit. Um, and realistically, I drink mostly water. All day long, I got the gallon of water. That's what I drink. Um, unless I'm, I got, like, the aminos in my water. Um sometime during midday, my pre-workout in the water before the gym. And, uh, you know, I try to get through a gallon a day if I can. Um, and then when I get home, my like after work fucking shit is a little sparkling water. Um, the thing with me is 
I was such a an alcoholic, and I for years and years I was a soda drinker. So those are things that are very, very rich in flavor. So when I transitioned myself to being sober, I, I really went hard on water, water, water. So if you go from water to sparkling water, it's plenty of flavor. It's got a good, like, aftertaste. It's not rich in flavor the way your sodas and your juices and your, your beers and, and, and those type of things are. But that's that's kind of the healthier mode to go. Um You'll notice if you ever try to like get in shape or you ever try to eat healthy, anything that tastes sweet is just not good. Like even like sugar, like even like um like fruits and stuff. It's natural sugars, but it's still sugar, so it'll still bloat you and stuff like that. So take things in in um, moderation. You know, um, some of these things are just loaded with fucking sugar. Some things will sit under the heading of like a sparkling water, but you'll drink it and it'll be like this tastes like fucking orange soda, like. That's that's not the right thing. I like the Poland Spring sparkling waters. Um, they pumped up the flavor a little bit. They were a little bit more um, like reasonable before. Uh, I think they're really good though. Um, uh, yeah, sobriety wise, man. Uh, fucking July will be six years. So, uh, you know, I'm really happy because I was an alcoholic piece of shit. So, um, you know, this fucking cat is like bugging the fuck out. Will not leave his fucking little brother alone older brother really but smaller and doesn't stand a fucking chance against him it's crazy because the cat's name is senshi but he's the biggest bitch in the house so he, he definitely didn't uh he didn't acquire the warrior's way when i named him that but yeah <laughs> leo is uh definitely in charge of things um now that gotham is done what shows am i watching i don't watch shit man i am the most boring fucking tv watcher ever I watch the same reburns of fucking Seinfeld, um, uh, Impractical Jokers, uh, fucking Ridiculousness. That's like the majority of fucking TV that I watch over and over and over and over and over. It's crazy. I, I don't even have like a rhyme or reason for it. I just put that shit on and it just rolls. And luckily, like TV channels now have just turned into like, oh, Ridiculous is on. From now until tomorrow around one thirty in the afternoon. It's like, all right, I'll just leave that on my fucking TV. So, you know, shit like that. Um, that's basically what I watch. Um, uh, Gotham was the one, like, episodic thing that I watch. Like, I really have no other things. I'll catch up on, like, the new Family Guy on Hulu or the new Simpsons or whatever the fuck. Um, there's a couple other things like that but nothing like episodic I, I really can't get into anything like long term like that that's why I loved um fucking Gotham so much because it was a very it was a rarity that I was into something like that heavy um oh fuck lost that yeah so I think that's about it as far as my things oh um as far as the Robert Rob Pattinson uh, from Twilight being the new Batman here's my thing um, how much time I got? All right. Um, I don't know the fucking Twilight at all. Never watched one of those. Never will watch one of those. Um, but like, to me, it's like, all right, Ben Affleck was trash as Batman. They had him as like fucking trap and release fucking TNR Batman, like with the fucking Doc Deers and shit. Um, Batman has been talking like the Cookie Monster for like fucking five movies now. Like, what the fuck is that all about? Um. Christian Bale is a complete asshole as a person, but they put together banging fucking movies, so fuck it, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, if they write a banging ass script, 
and this guy plays a fruit on the other thing. He's he's a fucking uh, whatever kind of uh, vampire or some kind of sparkling something, sparkling water. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if they write a banging ass script, it's not going to matter who the fuck plays them. You know, you write a shit movie with a great actor, it's not going to matter either. So I think that's what it really comes down to. People are dwelling on who the fucking guy is and who this and that, but it really comes down to who the fucking guy uh, who plays it is, you know? Um, yeah, I, or the uh, the script, how the script is written and, and how it's executed is what I should have said, not who plays it. That's not what matters. So that's that. That's uh, pretty much all I got. Uh, my last topic I definitely wanted to save for last is um my alarm again um professional wrestling and the indie wrestling scene especially on the east coast lost um Lyle Williams um the other day um Lyle and I have not been friends for a couple of years um I'll explain our relationship from start to relationship from start to finish um, all in all, Lyle was a great dude. Um, when I first started going to CCW 2001, um, one of the first people to come up to us was Lyle. Uh, Ruckus was one of the very, very first. And it was crazy because we started enter- we, we started watching this new company. We started attending this new company and suddenly a wrestler came up to us, which was Ruckus and said, Hey man, I, see you guys on the dvds every month like yo you like what i'm doing out there like like interacting like yo like we (laughs) it was crazy to hear a wrestler saying i see you on the dvds because like no i see you on the dvds motherfucker you're the one doing the flips and shit you know um but after a handful of shows lyle just came up to us how you guys doing i see you here every month and whatever very cordial very um very sweet always nice, always came and said hi to us, no matter what. He'd make his rounds. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, Lyle was a ringside photographer, uh, primarily for CZW, but, uh, you know, he worked a bunch of other places as well. Um, And, you know, just one of the nicest fucking guy you could meet as far as, um, you know, what he put out there and how he embraced the people who became regular fans to a company who he supported so loyally. Um. I will tell you where um, we came to kind of differences. And to me, it makes a lot of sense um, on both sides of things. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, when I, when I did shoot ringside, one of the first people I hit up was Lyle and said, dude, do you have any advice? And he gave me all the advice he could. Um, Again, super sweet guy. Um, Here, here's the, the two parts where we kind of came to differences. Um, I'm a diehard unwavering 49er fan at some point he told me he was a 49er fan and a Jets fan so that already puts like um and a Jets fan so um we would start talking this and that and like I would get really excited because you know the Niners made some kind of preseason move or something like yo we signed we you know we got this going on you know we're gonna and he'd always just be down on him he's ah they're gonna suck ah they're gonna suck they're gonna blow it they're gonna suck they're gonna so as like a Niner fan, I was always like, mm, I don't really respect him as a Niner fan. Lyle's still my guy, but I don't really respect him as much as a Niner fan because 
you know, I'm like fucking hyped every season. He's like, eh, I gave up a long time ago. So it's like, it's seemingly, I don't know if like the Niners lost them in the nineties when the Cowboys were beating them to be the team of the nineties after we were the team of the eighties. I don't know if he lost, you know, the, that, that passion for them then. But now again, come full circle to DJ buys the company from Zandig. Uh, Lyle had been there fucking from day one. So, um, when CZW changed hands from DJ from Zandig to DJ, he continued to be unbelievably unwaveringly. Remember that term unwaveringly loyal. So regardless of other people's criticism, he still saw the best in the company that he could. He didn't, um, I I've always held CZW to the standard that they created for me. And, uh, so fucking Nick popping in to tell me my Niners are taking the L week one. You're out of your fucking mind, them damn bucks. Um, so anyway, what's up, Nick? Um, but so Lyle, um, when I started to be a little bit more negative on the side of CZW, because the standard that CZW set for me was what I held them to. Lyle, on the other side of things, was such a devoted fan and part of CZW the way that I am of the 49ers, like, the way that I would find the best in what we got and hope for the best. That's how Lyle remained with CZW. Didn't matter that they blew shit out of the water a couple years ago and they weren't really doing that up to this level here or the last time they ran this show, they did this. And now this year, not so much. He would still try to find the positives of that because he was so loyal. So I became the guy who wasn't as loyal. Um, I was I became the guy who he maybe didn't respect as much as a CZW fan the way that I didn't really respect him as a Niner fan because he had been so down on the team regardless of what ups that I saw and regardless of what ups that he saw in CZW I still had my negativity towards it and that's where I think we really came to not really jive with each other and at some point or another he you know uh unfriended me from Facebook and again in retrospect, Lyle has been a staple of CZW, part of the CZW family, and unfortunately, a, a lot of the original CZW family, the the uh, the core OG CZW is gone. A lot of them are gone from the planet, let alone the company, and it's it's very sad. Um, he has been unbelievably loyal. He has been helpful to anybody who ever wanted to get into the photography. Um, and again, he was an absolute staple of CZW and he would be greatly missed. I mean, it's another one of those guys that you just can't replace. Um, he, he was, he was there from day one. He contributed no matter what he tell you every time, man, my knees are killing me. I can't, I could barely walk and this and that. I don't know how much longer I could do this. And like clockwork, you'd see Lyle there before you saw anyone else. You walked in that building and there was fucking Lyle. He was still there. And you'd be like, oh, man, I thought you were done with this. Uh, uh, you know, last month you could barely walk. He's like, I know, man. It just, it, it just, it was what it was with him. That was his life. And, um, you know, rest in peace, Lyle. Um, again, you know, we had our ups and downs. But uh, all in all, complete respect for Lyle and everything he's done, brought to the table, and he will be dearly missed by many and many of fans and wrestlers and people involved in CZW. And anyone who's ever attended CZW knows who Lyle is, and he will be greatly missed.
Um, I think that's, that's pretty much all I have to say, um, on that topic. Uh, like I said, uh, he's just, you know, one of those, one of those loyal guys, loyal beyond loyal. And if, uh, you start, you know, speaking in a negative tone about something that someone is unwaveringly loyal about, it's only right for them to distance themselves from you. So I completely get where we went and, uh, you know, I I am who I am. I'm very unapologetic about who I am, and uh, I don't feel that I'm wrong in in the way that I feel in my views. But I could see, I could see from both sides of the fence. I could definitely see, you know, I could look at myself from the outside and say, well, how would they view what I said, or how would they view, you know, what I, how I handled that, and I can understand that and take it for exactly for what it is. But um, rest in peace, Lyle. You you will be missed, and um. Yeah, it's it's such a such a different landscape when you look across the you know the, the people CCW lost over the years from some of their top wrestlers to photographers to fans and and Whackpacker Hogan and I mean you just you look across the board and you just see so many missing pieces to what CCW was and the foundation of that what made it special and um, yeah it's it's just it's crazy. It's, it's not for me anymore. You know, I've, I've outlined that many, many times, but, um, Hey man, uh, I mean, he's, he's got the fucking, he's got the, the extra extended zoom lens on you guys now fucking shooting you from up above from a crow's nest. And, uh, I'm sure he's going to keep supporting you guys in one way or another in spirit. He'll still be there. Fucking die hard. Dojo wars, CZW, any kind of CZW production, Maven Bentley presents all of those things. They'll be right there. Um, so I think that's about all I got. Shout out to Shaheen and the Hot Tag Podcast. I don't know what the fuck's going on with them. I don't know if they're actually doing the show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierre says he's doing a shoot interview. But, bro, you've talked about that before. So I, I'll be the first in line for it. You know, when you do it, and you're always welcome here to promote it and talk some shit. But well, I'll believe it when I see it, bro, because, you know, you already know. Um, so, yeah, uh, shout out to Shane, Hot Tag Podcast. I uh, don't know what they're doing right now. They had some issues with their feed and things of that nature, but he'll find a way that fucking guy broadcasts on anything that allows broadcasts, whether it be YouTube or fucking anything. Um, shout out to Shaheen's nuclear heat, nuclear heat graphics. He's doing stuff for, uh, pro wrestling revolver with Sammy over there. He's, he's doing everything that doesn't involve a Muppet. And, um, yeah. Um, check him out. Uh, check out, I got your five stars with Jeremy. Uh, you cannot check him out with Mike anymore. Cause Mike is on the run from motherfuckers who believed he had cancer. So there's that, um, I think that's about all I got. I got fucking like one day between now and Saturday. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, definitely looking forward to it, Pierre. Do your fucking thing. Uh, shout out to Nick, man. Nick in the, in the, the listenership over there. Uh, he's doing some, uh, uh, Mac and Black podcast and the Bear Cave. I think those are your, I think those might even be the titles. I might not have fucked that up. Check him out. Um, yeah, all, all my homies out there, check out everybody who's doing a podcast that's not a dork lying about fucking cancer and uh, acting like a jerk off to people who uh, they don't stand a fucking prayer with if they saw them in person. Yeah, I mean, be real, fucking do your thing, be some form of entertaining for Christ's sakes, uh, or don't. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Uh, 
Um, think that's it, man. I got a race in fucking two days. Um, a lot of shit on my mind, but uh, we're just going to leave it at that. Wrapping it up in about two hours. I think uh, I got everything in I wanted to get in. Again, I lost a little notes on uh, GCW, but I really didn't have like a ton on that um, because, again, it, it just it, not too much of it caught my eye. If I think of anything, as soon as I look at my phone, I have my handful of notes. And um, if I see anything that's significant enough to talk about next week, I'll mention it next week. Um, so, yeah, I think I got everything. Um, take care, guys. Uh, fucking uh, hit the outro on this fucking thing. And the fucking thing on that end. Outro here. Talk to y'all later. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Makes my grass green. Don't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you wanna be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like, cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Cusa Kids Radio. Jesus! So say good night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools.